Hey guys, good day to you. All right, man, I am super excited to begin a new journey in a new book. Um, we just finished the Gospel of John, and we are going to begin Acts chapter 1. Um, before we begin Acts chapter 1, I want to give just a little bit of background about Acts. Many historians, theologians believe that um, Acts was written by Luke, um, which also authored the Gospel of Luke. Um, he was a doctor, um, so he had the gift of of healing. You know, the gift gift of healing is a doctor. Um, they believe that the the book of Acts was written about sixty two A.D., which is approximately twenty nine years after Jesus died. Uh, was buried and resurrected, went to heaven. Um, some other historians believe um, it was a little bit later. Um, so they're not 100% sure on the exact date, um, but somewhere around the 30 years after Christ. And what Acts is going to cover is the launch of the early church. It, it's the first century first century of Christianity, um, beginning without Jesus, after Jesus lived his life, his his ministry, he proved who he was through his miracles, um, we're going to see the launch of, of Christianity and what that looks like. Um, I do want to say that the book of Acts is going to be full of uh, people, men, women, who are used by God to do great things. Um, but don't get your focus on trying to do or, you know, giving credit. The, the book is really about the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of God. Um, so let's keep, you know, I want to keep Acts in proper context. God gets all the glory, guys, at the end of the story, you know. So um, it's a really exciting book. There's just an awesome it's just a wonderful story, and uh, let's uh, let's jump into it. Um, Acts chapter 1, beginning verse 1. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. Okay, so we see quickly here in the book of Acts that Jesus has chosen apostles or disciples, 12 of them. Um, there is a history behind why Jesus chose 12 disciples. I'm not going to get into it right now. Um, but there were also 12 tribes of Judah. Okay, so God God has 12 tribes of people that originated, um, that are heirs of the promise. Um, but, but Jesus has chosen these apostles and he is teaching them further instructions through the Holy Spirit. So we see that instruction comes through the Holy Spirit. That's how Jesus teaches his believers. Okay. So verse 3, during the 40 years after his crucifixion, he appeared to the apostles from time to time. And he proved 
to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Okay, so we see during the 40 40 days, sorry, 40 days after his crucifixion, after he's already died, he appeared to the apostles. This is the chosen ones that Christ chose to reveal himself to. That's who he chooses. Um, And he proved to them in many ways, Thomas being one of them at the end of uh, the Gospel of John, Jesus appeared to John and he allowed John to see the holes in his hands from the nails and put his hand through the nail marks. Um, But he, in many ways, showed them other ways that perhaps were not documented. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Verse 4, once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He is talking to his apostles here um, while they were having dinner. Um, Verse 6, so when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Um, Real quick, I want to talk just a little bit about that, that free in Israel. They thought Jesus was going to free them underneath the Roman uh, power um, and, and restore a new kingdom, build a new kingdom. Um, which Jesus did not. Jesus took a humble road. Um, he, he did not even consider himself equal with God. Um, he was a very, very humble man. And because of that, we'll see later in the New Testament, Philippians chapter 2, that that was the reason why Jesus was given um, the, the name above every names and the authority and the power he was given was because he did not even consider himself, even though he was God, he did not consider himself in his own mind, his own thought, in his own life, um, because he knew that would have promoted arrogance um, and pride, egotistic, um, narcissistic attitudes. So Christ denied um, his God side. He did not acknowledge that, you know, he, he was that humble, um, but but they, the apostles, you know, were thinking the Lord was going to overthrow, you know, everything and free Israel. When the Bible says Israel here, it's not talking about the nation. It's talking about a people. Israel is a people. And like I said, it's the 12 tribes that were scattered from the beginning of time throughout the, the 12 tribes are all throughout the world currently. And, and those are what Jesus is seeking to save, are those chosen children of God. Um, verse 7, he replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for, for you to know. Verse 8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem 
throughout Judea and Samaria, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So Jesus is telling his apostles right here that when the Holy Spirit comes upon them, they will become very brave. Okay, they're going to be empowered with courage to proclaim the message that Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world. He was buried, resurrected, and he can grant eternal life. That's the message of the gospel. It's good news. You know, you could be forgiven. You can be made brand new. You know, you can have a brand new life through Christ. That's the message of the gospel. So Jesus is telling them, the Holy Spirit, wait, you know, till you receive this Holy Spirit. Don't try to do it on your own. Um, and, and remember, in context, he's talking to his apostles. Don't think he's necessarily talking to you. Um, but Christ will do his own personal work through your life. Um, you don't have to try to conjure something up. You don't have to try to be something you're not. You just be who you are and Christ will do what he wants to do. Um, but we can see the fulfillment of this uh, word spoken Jesus spoke about. We can see this in today's world. The gospel is worldwide. Jesus has followers and believers across the whole world. He told his disciples or apostles um, right here that it would spread throughout, you know, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Today, the gospel is worldwide. Um, verse 9, after saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Wow, what a beautiful uh, you know, reminder that, that Jesus is coming back to this earth, and that is when he will free us from underneath the world's power, uh, from underneath the world's control, so to speak, and he will restore the earth. There is 1,000 years when Jesus returns that he will restore this earth. So many people, you know, think they're leaving, but Christ is coming back here to the earth to restore it to God's original um, design. Um, so we will be freed from, you know, the world's oppression, um, things, things of that nature. You know, Christ will release us of that um, because we are underneath a rule and a power of the air the bible describes um, everyone is even if you are a believer you are underneath um, the the system you're underneath a system um, verse 12 then the apostles returned to jerusalem from the mount of olives a distance of half a mile when they arrived, they went to the upstairs room of the house where they were staying. Here are the names of those who were present. So we get to actually see the apostles' names. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, Simon, 
and Judas, son of James. They all met together and were constantly united in prayer. Along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women and brothers of Jesus, during this time when about 120 believers were together in one place, Peter stood up and addressed them. Brothers, he said, the scriptures had to be fulfilled concerning Judas, who guided those who arrested Jesus. This was predicted long ago by the Holy Spirit, speaking through King David. Verse 17, Judas was one of us and shared in the ministry with us. Judas had bought a field with the money he received for treachery. Falling headfirst, there his body split open, spilling out all his intestines. The news of his death spread to all the people of Jerusalem, and they gave the place the Aramaic name El Kadama, which means field of blood. Peter continued, This was written in the book of Psalms, where it says, Let his home become desolate, with no one living in it. It also says, Let someone else take his position. Verse 21, So now we must choose a replacement for Judas from among the men who were with us the entire time we were traveling with the Lord Jesus. From the time he was baptized by John until the day he was taken from us, whoever is chosen will join us as witness of Jesus' resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph called Barsabbas and Matthias. Then they all prayed, O Lord, you know every heart. Show us which of these men you have chosen. As an apostle to replace Judas in the ministry, for he has deserted us and gone where he belongs. Verse 26, Then they cast lots, and Matthias was selected to become an apostle with the other eleven. Okay, so we see the twelfth apostle being brought back after Judas commits suicide. Judas sold Jesus, or gave away Jesus' position to the religious leaders that betray, uh, that led to his crucifixion, um, excuse me. And so right here in Acts chapter 1, they are getting their battle team in order. Um, you, you see that they are casting lots to fill um, the position Judas held um, because it's important, the number 12 right there, where, where they had to have 12 apostles. And there's a deeper representation to that, but not right now is the time for me to teach on that. Um, I alluded to it a little bit earlier in this message. Um, but I love how in verse 24, when they were looking, they of course prayed and asked God his input. Um, you know, so they, they, they showed acknowledgement that, that God uh, mattered. Um, and they also asked... They they ask for the man whose heart was right to to be revealed. Um, so we see right there the team of twelve is reassembled. Um, we we see the the power of the Holy Spirit discussed and how that would create boldness and enable them to uh, relay. 
the message of Jesus to other people um, correctly. So we are getting ready to see what this is going to look like in the launch of the early church. Now that Christ through the Holy Spirit has instructed, taught, and you know, showed his disciples or apostles things that they needed to know. Um, we're going to jump into chapter 2 and Acts. And man, I really enjoy diving into God's word and, and just uh, digging out these truths. Um, man, let's continue to go chapter by chapter, verse by verse, keeping a real accurate context here. And um, man, let's, uh, let's go. Thank you guys for joining. And I look forward to bringing chapter two to you.